Blog Talk Radio. Just add the dog. Uh oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, we are completely uh, throwing you a loop. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, the show actually says, uh, Walk Among the Tombstones, and at the last second, (laughs) we switched that. I didn't even have time to, like, change the show on the on blog talk radio or anything but uh we switched over to the maze runner and not for any real you know like draw we had to it or anything it's not like suddenly we were in love with the movie and and had to see it but it 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 turned out it started crushing in a weird i didn't expect it to i didn't either i didn't expect it to go nuts i mean i knew people were going to see it yeah i knew i really thought they were going to be about eve yeah it's like the young adult uh, dystopia thing, yeah. even though it's odd for a dystopia right. at all. But I knew people were going to see it, but you know, it just kind of really took off yeah. Thursday and Friday, and uh, even I heard later on Saturday that you know it's doing really well. So wow. we were like, eh, we'll just flip it. We're doing two movies anyway right. this week, so we might as well just switch it. Right. So the other movie we're doing is uh, This Is Where I Leave You, which I think is um, not like completely expanded yet. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of places, but it's not. It's not wide on yeah. out there, um, which is strange. It was odd it, that we got it. We often exactly. don't until it goes crazy wide. Uh, but it's a movie that's uh, getting weird press. So yeah. I'm really glad we did yeah. this one, just because uh, all the you know Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes so far, anyway. Yeah. Uh, People are oddly not loving it. I right. mean, even even if it wasn't that good, right? I, I mean, we don't necessarily need to give away what we think about it or whatever quite yet. But even if it was only kind of average, you would think it would get like average plus, right? Just see, just 60s, for all the people maybe, who are in it right. and everything. And I mean, unless it was you know awful or right. something, but <laughs> right. but I I don't know the the critics seemed a little strangely low on it yeah. to me. Anyway. Uh, before we get to either of those movies, uh, I was going to run through just some quick thoughts on shows that are coming up because this is the week. This man. is it. This is when it's, this it's is starting. Go, yeah. Although, uh, just like the last couple of years, there is kind of this uh, odd to me, but I guess it's just not odd anymore, this odd sort of like stepping out of of shows as they get released, like not everything hits the same week. You know, right. it's not like the one week it's like, you know, some shows have to wait for like the voice to be over oh, or, yeah, right. you yeah, know, right. whatever it is. There's, there's some shows that don't hit until the first or second week of October. There's shows that are already slated for like the first week in November yeah. because, you know, whatever other things that they're doing or, you know, whatever, like football things that will take over for that or, Whatever whatever happens in the schedule, yeah. it's kind of weird. It's you know, yeah. it, it it's not that long ago that it used to just be this that's the week, week man. That's, yeah. Boom. And right. maybe you'd have like one show was held back, you know, a little right. later or yeah. something like that. But so in, in the whole list of shows, there's a lot of stuff that starts this week, and and also in the strange way things happen for the last couple of years, and it's moving more and more towards this, I guess, you can already see most of these shows. You, you know, yeah, you, really you, can, you can go to like abc.com or, yeah. what, or abc.go.com, whatever, right. and you can see the pilots for several shows. Um, they even have a weird thing like the Mysteries of Laura was like on last week, but it doesn't really start until this week, <laughs> yeah. but it's the same episode. It's the exact same but thing. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's the special preview. Yeah. It's not that we're starting it. No. It's the special preview where we're yeah. going to show you the pilot in That's early really week weird. and then show it to you again the regular week. Yeah. Anyway, so um, like I said, a lot of these come out, but some of them you know, you're going to have to wait a little while for, and some of them are pretty good. But, you know what's weird, just, just to quickly interject, because 
a lot of people know, and we've talked about it before, about how pilots and TV series and things happen. And they have, you know, this time where there's a bunch of pilots filmed and then they only choose like a handful and then right. those get greenlit and then, you know, on and on. I, it may not be too far away where they realize that they can recoup some money all pilots up and then getting votes and being like, look, we're never going to pick that, but that's a big hit with the audience. Well, I wonder and, how and far away we really are. But that's the Amazon thing. Right. So right, exactly. everybody might start doing that. It would be interesting because there's a lot of pilots sometimes that you hear about. And at the end of the year, you hear that blacklist for screenplays, right, films right. that you know didn't get made. Right. Get, got option, and some of them sound awesome. Right. And you're like, God, get on that. And every and, once in a while, one and now, gets so much push. Now people, do, people are even like yeah. pushing that fact. Like right. once it once it does, then after that, get picked up. Yeah. And then they like actually promote it as like right. a blacklist. This is the blacklist movie, film. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So. But yeah, it will be interesting because that's you know. And I'd be okay with that. I'd like to Amazon watch a lot of doing this. There are a lot of pilots that don't get picked up for a lot of reasons. I think are. It, really it was actually it was actually really cool to watch through some of those Amazon ones. Yeah, and uh, and then you go, oh well, I guess I'm never going to see that. <laughs> yeah, you can't get, get too vote, invested but, in it. But anyway, right. Um, anyway, so uh, the big thing for sure is Gotham. Yeah, um, that's like the the seasons like it show the one to watch. And yeah. and it's kind of like uh, last year there was you know Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. And I think Gotham is probably going to go in kind of a similar fashion. Like, actually, Agents of Shield started out a lot lower than I thought. Yeah, um, people when that first came out, it wasn't getting the ratings. Right. And ABC just didn't care. And yeah. They were like, ah, let it go for a while. And it kind of started picking people up and picking people up. But, yeah. You know, even now, even at the end of like last. And it only had like okay ratings. Yeah, it's not. It like, definitely dipped, and then it came back up again. It was a real roller coaster ride. Right, and it and it wasn't. It it, it never got tons, but it's one of those things where they don't really care. Right, yeah. they can do and they do so much cross promoting in the show, and yeah. they can like tease you on whatever's going to happen in the Avengers or yeah. you, you know God knows what, and you know they can sell more toys who know I, you know i don't know what the thing is but they just don't seem to care if it doesn't right. i mean i guess if everyone bails then they're gonna right. go then well, well fine but <laughs> yeah but it doesn't have the greatest ratings but it's still it, it's one of those shows that it manages to get people talking about it a lot yeah. even if it's not getting the ratings right and so that's that's all that matters and yeah and i don't know and i think gotham i think gotham's gonna start off a lot better because uh, I don't know, it's just like the hype machine right. is insane for this, and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of weird, and it's a weird thing. Um, you know, you can go to artyscreening.com, see all the reviews for all these shows and everything, and, and get the whole story. But it, it's kind of weird because it's just odd that it's a prequel, right? right? And we have all these things happening, but then the show wants to be like very tense about a lot of stuff, right? Except you go, well, but wait, I know that, I know that to happens, him, right? Yeah. Or, right. you know, you've got, like, the penguin yeah. is in danger. Right. <laughs> Pretty sure <laughs> right. he's going to make it but out you're of You're like, but wait, uh, how <laughs> yeah. how invested can I be in the tension of the right. show? I don't know. But anyway, um, Donald Logue's in it. He's awesome. Yeah. And Ben Ben McKenzie is, so far, uh, not too bad, I, yeah. would, I would say. he He's not fantastic, but he might you know, get better a few episodes in or whatever. Right. But Donald Logue is really cool to watch. Anyway, uh, that doesn't even need me to sell it anyway. Um, another show coming on CBS called Scorpion, and it's a show about geniuses and the group of geniuses who, you know, I don't know. It's it's a little weird because it looks like it might be okay. It doesn't really have any big names in it, though, drawing people to it. Yeah. And it's very similar to a lot of other shows that didn't get very far. You know, there's, there's a lot of other shows that have come out and tried to do something where we have a bunch of really smart people who are going to, you know, manipulate the world for good and whatever it is that they're going to do. Right. Right. And it, it just doesn't seem to work and it, it doesn't get a lot of people and huh. those shows are still not on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, yeah, they don't make it. And this one is, again, it's kind of the, same thing we've got like the uh genius math guy and we've got you know whatever all these high iq you know like rebels i don't know and and they get like sucked into working for the government and right you know whatever but it's it's going to be tricky and it's probably going to be all up to what time slot it's in 
and if people are available, yeah. you know, from whatever other thing they want to watch. Right. But, you know, that one is that one, too, is kind of OK. But that's a show where uh, it's going to depend on what happens a few episodes in. And there are a lot of shows, I was just going to say, when it figures out what to do with its shtick, right? Yeah. There's a lot of shows this season where that's the thing. You yeah. Know? Because now there's so many shows coming out where it's all about our little gimmicky premise for starting the show. Right. But then you have to keep going, going. right? You have yeah. to keep doing something else. And they're all going to come down to how they deal with the fact that the show's still on, yeah. you know, and yeah. which way that goes. Like, two good examples of that are... Uh, uh, ABC's got Selfie, which everyone has heard about and yeah. seen, and you can see that one online already, and uh, Manhattan Manhattan Love Story, yeah. which I don't think you can see the pilot for that yet online, but I could be wrong about that, but I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen it online. Right. And so Selfie is the one where you've got uh, Kristen Gillen yeah. from Doctor Who, and she's like this self-absorbed uh I don't need, you know, famous for being famous person, right? Yeah. Who's on uh, Twitter and Facebook and she's got 10 kajillion likes or whatever. Right. But she's a horrible person. Right. And, and it's, it's basically the, uh, you know, Pygmalion. It says it's, you know, it says based on My Fair Lady, which I find annoying because. <laughs> right. Because my Fair Lady is kind of based on other things. Right. Um, <laughs> I just think it's strange really that they would say that, but. But anyway, so it's the whole like remaking her into a person, and it's yeah. it's kind of it's cute, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> how people are going to react to that. Yeah, Manhattan Love Story, on the other hand, is uh, a show that it's a little high concept, and so it kind of depends on what they're how they're going to play out like their shtick, and yeah. if it's like <laughs> still funny five episodes in. Because the whole thing is it's these two people who start dating and we just kind of watch their dating life, but it's like we hear their thoughts all the time, yeah. you know, so they're, they right. go, they go out to dinner and they're talking to each other, but then you just always are almost constantly hearing like this voiceover of right. whatever the person's thinking, you know? Yeah. And so they sit down that you can, the, on the trailer, you can see like they sit down and uh, he says something about like seeing her cleavage or something and he's like thinking to himself, like, okay, but you can't let just keep it in the peripheral vision. Like, you can't look right yeah, at right, it. Right. Stupid. And then they cut over to her, and she's like, going, does he really think that I don't know that he's right. just looking right. at him? Right. So, so you've got a, like a whole show of that, though, right? Yeah. Now, it could be kind of interesting. Like, that example is not selling it real well, probably. No, but because it, that sounds not, very typical. That's not funny. That right? sounds very typical. Hopefully, it's. But. It's got potential right. to like do something, but the problem is, is that can you keep that up in a way that right. people want to watch for a really long time? Or are you just going to get kind of lost, yeah. you know, in your gimmick? And, right. You know, who knows? Right. It, it kind of looks okay, but I don't know. Then we've got uh, also on ABC Forever, which uh, is the show where the guy uh, right. J- Judd Hirsch is in it, and uh, I-, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. It's like you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Grafood or right. you know whatever. I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. But I used to when he was in he, Fantastic Four. But he's really good. Yeah, he's he's really Young good. Young Gufford show. or something. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. The uh, the the show is actually really good. And as much as it also has kind of the shtick going on to it, it it actually does a lot with you know the the crime investigation, and it, it it's really pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's got like this. It's got a weird feel to it, almost like. Uh, when you're watching it, it feels more like you're watching a movie than yeah. a TV show. Yeah. And I don't know. It's pretty fun. That's one, too, that, you know, but like four or five episodes in, do I want to keep watching him die? Because right. <laughs> because you know he's going to die every episode at right. least once. Right. right? And then, it, you well, know, should. is that really fun anymore? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. In the first episode, it's pretty cool because uh, there's one point where he, like, dies on purpose and it's kind of, uh, yeah. it, it's kind of cool how, what they do with it. But... And uh, Judd Hirsch is in it, and it's great. I think that one's going to be really popular, too, because the time slot it's in, it's not really up against anything that is pulling its viewers away. Oh, yeah, You right. know, like people who want to watch this, they don't want to watch the other things right, anyway right. kind of thing. Okay, then we got uh, The Flash on the CW. Yep. That, that could be good. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things where every time the CW comes out with another show, I, I think – Maybe this will like break it away from the CW. 
Right. You know, like a couple of years ago, it was Arrow. Yeah. And then it was uh, last year was Rain, which is actually a pretty good show. Yeah. And I I keep thinking, man, that looks like a pretty good show. Maybe that will actually like break out and get like serious numbers right. instead of, you know, real like network numbers and yeah. be super popular. And they keep being popular enough right. to keep going. Right. And for the CW to go, hey, man, look, that's popular. I'm good with that. Yep. But they don't quite get to like. Smallville you know, numbers boom, or into you know, something Creek serious, yeah. right? Yeah. So maybe the Flash will do it. It, uh, it looks pretty good. It's got a lot of niche push. Like a lot of people right. are really excited right. about it. And uh, let's see. Then we got Mysteries of Laura, which uh, I hate. Yeah, right. <laughs> or at least I very seriously don't like. <laughs> it really has to know. improve. It's uh, it's this weird, you know, dramedy thing where it's trying to be really funny, but it's you know, it really oversells all this stuff and. I don't know. It's it, you know, it's it's in that area of you know, once you're on a really popular show, man, it's hard to get that next thing going, yeah, you know? Right. And uh, as all of the people on Friends can attest. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, like Matthew Perry's had like three other a sitcoms, lot of stars, like yeah. none of them can, can right. get a foothold and and actually a couple of them were pretty good, yeah. but you know, I don't know what it is. Like people just tune in and they they watch it for a while and they go, "No, nah, I want to watch Friends." Right, <laughs> they right. Just, it reminds them too much, right. maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I I think that's one where it it might get a lot of people though. Yeah. And it's just it's kind of you know it's silly and often really goofy and it's hard to get your head around all the different things it's doing. Yeah. You know. And at the end of the first episode, I I suspect that. And this has already been on too. I, uh, like I said, this was already aired. Is, yeah. I don't know what the numbers did uh, for that airing, but it officially starts like this Wednesday. Right. But I feel I think the end of the pilot may kill that show altogether. Yeah. Because once you get to the very end and we solve the crime, it's like really all of a sudden, little did you know you were watching Scooby Doo. Right. And it's like a totally goofball. People uh, miss Scooby Doo. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Red Band Society on Fox was already on. That's a really good one about uh, the the kids who are all in all right. like the uh, terminally ill ward yeah. kind of thing, and they whatever they band together and hilarity ensues. And it's actually <laughs> it's actually pretty good though. <laughs> That's a it's, good summation. It's pretty good. And what I like about it so far is that even though uh, like um, what's her name uh, Octavia Spencer, yeah. Um, yeah. she's in it. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a big doctor who's in it. There, there are adults around. There's, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, Henry Dean Morgan is uh, like a patient, and uh, they have adults around, but they let the show just really be the kids. Like ninety yeah. percent of the screen time is just the kids. Yeah. And you that's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and and not something you expect, right? Really, right. that you're going to go. I uh, just let them, unless it's yeah. on ABC Family, right? Let right? them run it. Uh, anyway, but that that's really good. And then you've got uh, How to Get Away with Murder, which is uh, Shonda Rhimes. If you like Shonda Rhimes, you're probably like this because yeah. she touched it or whatever. Right. So, so you'll like it. If you don't already love everything she does, really, really stay away from it. Right. It, it's really so it's kind of polarizing. It's really cornball yeah. goofiness. Yeah. But it's on. I think it's Thursday. It's on ABC's yeah, Shonda Rhimes night. It's like that right. night is Grey's Anatomy, her, yeah. Scandal, and then this. Right. Like all in what That's you're, you're set, about man. That. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I think, you know, don't don't let that be, ah, maybe I'll try Shonda Rhimes out. You don't want to go right. start watching the right. show, I don't think. <laughs> um, then we got uh, Bad Judge and A to Z are on a NBC. They're in a block, right? Yeah. Bad Judge I don't get yeah. at all. Be I don't get even making it in theory. Right. Because it's a it's a bad movie that no one watched. Right. Let's make a TV show. Right. Uh, I don't know how we well. make that jump, but but uh, actually, I can't remember the star's name off the top of my head. But people like her. Yeah. Because she was um, on like that private practice, yeah, and uh, yeah. she, you know she's been around. People like her, so either. she that show might You'll get enough her. people yeah. right <laughs> just because they they, they want to like watch it. her. Yeah. And uh, you know she's not necessarily bad or anything. Yeah. Uh, I just, the show's just goofy. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be goofy too. So right. it's not like I'm so bagging it's on it. Right. It's, right. Yeah. yeah it's you're not giving it, it a fair shot. It's doing it exactly right. I just don't, I, I just don't know that that one's going to make judges. it. Yeah. And that leads to, uh, you know, the, the A to Z show. Right. 
which uh, they're they're back to back. And A to Z is one that uh, stands out for me that I think it's going to be like one of the one of the unfortunate things that gets canceled. It's a casualty really, of the, really quick. Yeah, the rest of the season. It, it doesn't really have big names in it, um, and it's it's really weirdly like high concept. Yeah. It's like a show where no matter how good it is, it's like the fifth or sixth episode before you realize that you really love it. Right. You know. So. Right. And it's it's another one where it's just kind of an explanation of these two people's relationship and it's uh, narrated by Katie Seagal and she's telling the whole story and then we see them do whatever it is but at the beginning of the show they she starts out by saying that like their relationship lasted like you know eight months so many days and whatever and now let's watch the whole thing. Right. So it's like you know their relationship ends in eight, eight months. Right. But we're watching a show. Yeah. About what happens. This know. is the draw. But it's it's kind of it's kind of cool. All right. We we can't uh, probably go on forever. But I'll just uh, throw out some <laughs> other ones. Grace Point is going to be awesome. Yeah. That's the uh, remake of Broadchurch. Yeah. Where David Tennant is playing the same guy. Yeah. And, and he's like remaking his own his show. Own character. Yeah. But it ends differently. Well, that, let's hope so. So, and and there's there's been a lot of uh, buzz about it, obviously. But David Tennant has been in a lot of interviews talking about where he didn't know how it was going to end until it ended, right? Because he'd already done it, yeah. So he didn't want to know how it ended, right? And, they, and so that's that's that in be and good. itself is a cool concept too. Yeah, let's just redo this. That's going to be a good one. Then we've got uh, Constantine. Does not, I think, actually start for a while though. That's one of those ones that I think it's comes another in couple like, weeks. It's it's first week of October, I think. Maybe second week of October. It? Yeah, it's, 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 it's not right now. Though, yeah, but um, that one, I don't even know what to say about that because that. That's one that like that could be awesome or I'm that biased. could be horrible. I, I right? want it to be great. I think it's got all the potential to be great. I just want it right. to start living up to it. it it'll I, be a I lot w- of fun. I want it to be really good too, and it would be if that gets done right. That will be like one of the awesome. Shows it will be amazing of the season. Yeah, but you know it's scary. It is because yeah. it could go wrong. Uh, yeah, and who knows what network television is going to do with it, right? right. I mean, they and what could, they can do with the subject stuff is from the comic, and right. that thing has no boundaries, <laughs> right? So they're exactly. going to have to te- they're going to have to water it down a bit. But I still think there's a lot of wiggle room to water that down and still make it engaging right. and amazing, and in line with things like supernatural, things that really do take off on you know they get a niche too. But uh, we'll see, right? And uh, the only other one that I'm going to throw out right now, it's not absolutely every show, but it's almost every show, and then we'll quit and move on, is uh, CBS has a show, Stalker. And it's got uh, Maggie Q and Dylan McDermott, and yeah, it's about right. like it's about like the stalker unit yeah. of whatever made-up government yeah. <laughs> police that it, have a special foundation. stalker unit. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And she's in charge of it, and, and uh, Dylan McDermott comes back to it whatever um they they help people who are being stalked right because uh so often the stalkers never do anything that you can charge them with until they kill the person right so they come in and uh then if you if you've watched the trailer for this basically what they do is maggie q goes and kicks a guy in the ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then says and then says what are you going to do? Tell somebody they're going to believe me. Right. right. <laughs> and and it could be a guilty like pleasure she's, show. She's like the stalker of stalkers yeah, or yeah. whatever. I don't that's know. Awesome. And it looks like <laughs> that, that again, that's another, another show where either that's going to be really good. And, and it's, you know, trying to go for like massive tension with all the stalker stories right. and all this. And Dylan McDermott is like, kind of like, you know, throwing out like the comic relief. Cause he's yeah. wisecracking, whatever. Yeah. It, it's either going to be really awesome or it's going to be like the worst show of the year. Right. <laughs> right. It's just going to be totally ridiculous. All right. So now you're all set for knowing, for knowing what to watch. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we've wasted your time and you wanted to hear about movies, but that's too bad. So um, I, th- I, <laughs> no think, I think what we'll do is we'll just go uh, one movie at a time and uh, not throw out all the ratings at the beginning just because no, we're going to make people mad. That's okay. I mean, all well, right. we already made them mad for yeah. almost a half they, an hour listening that. to stuff they didn't want to. They're all Whoa. fast forward, fast yeah. forward. All right. Anyway, um, so we'll start with uh, this is where I leave you. And uh, as hopefully everybody knows, right, it's Jason Bateman and Tina Fey and 
Connie Britton and Adam Driver and everybody Fonda, in the world. Everybody. <laughs> everybody right. in the world is in the movie. And uh and it's basically like uh you know dad dies, you've seen the trailer, dad dies and they all have to go home and mom mom hits them with this shiva stick as soon as they walk right. in, right? They right. think they're just coming home cuz dad died. There'll be a funeral, we'll be on our way. And all of a sudden she throws out the yeah. your dad wanted you to uh just sit in the house for seven days be a and, family again. and be yeah. trapped here. Yep. And so that's what they do. And it's just, you know, go back home. Then hilarity, right? Yeah. Hilarity ensues and go see your family again and be trapped with them. Not only right. see them again, right? but uh, you know, there's something different. It's funny because there's, you know, these movies come out all the time, right? Where it's home for the holidays and you have to sit there and deal with your crazy family. Right. And every movie's family is crazier than the last and sure. everything. And you're, and you're stuck there. But there's something a little different that this movie gets to spin in. And it's, uh, you know, based on the book and the uh, screenplay by the guy who wrote the book. Right. So that's a that's a good spin. Usually right? a very, yeah. <clears throat> um, but this one has a little bit of a twist that it gets to work in where, uh, you know, you know you're not leaving, right? right. <laughs> like, even when you even when you have these movies where you're from the crazy dysfunctional family and you go home for Thanksgiving – you know, everybody's got, you know, the day after Thanksgiving on the horizon that right. they can look forward to. Right. You know, Get tomorrow out. I'm out of here. Right. Or whatever. I can endure today. But right. You can do anything for like one day. Mm-hmm. That's that's how holidays still exist. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have right. them anymore because no one would show up. But yeah. with this one, you got to be there for a week. Right. And they're uh, they're all, you know, crazy. And uh, so we've got uh, Jason Bateman's a brother. uh uh, Adam Driver's his younger brother. Ah, damn, he's got an, an older brother, and I yep. can't remember his name. So actually. Corey Stahl. Yeah, and uh, then Tina Fey's the sister. Yep. And Dad has a sporting goods store, and older brother runs it. Yeah. Or, or uh, I don't know. Um, in the will, he splits it up so that older brother gets fifty percent of the store. Right. And the other three collectively get 50 get the other 50 and adam driver wants to work there and as as if we didn't have enough problems you know right. with all of the you know adam driver is the kind of stereotypical you know kind of loser free spirit right youngest son, kid right who's always who shows up with yeah. connie Britton, who right. used to be his therapist and <laughs> uh you know like i said hilarity ensues right um so now, like we said, this one was not doing real good on Metacritic. This was getting, I mean, it was a 44 yeah. on Metacritic, I mean, and it had a fair, and it had 37 reviews. Which it, it was slightly lower than that when I saw it before, yeah. but that seems really low. And, yeah. you know, I don't know what it is with this movie, but it's, you know, as soon as there are too many stars, like the movie has to be even better just to get like five right. out of ten, right? right? I mean, it's like if there's too many people involved in it, then you are constantly reading critics going, you know, with this cast, then blah, blah, blah. And this right. should have been like the next greatest movie ever. Right. And I don't know. They seem a little skewed to me. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I give this one an eight. Yeah. And I'm sticking with that. I, I was about eight, eight and a half. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to, even though, you know, this this was a really funny, and we're going to get to all of it, but this was a really funny week for us for the films. We knew we were going to see more than one because all of a sudden three films opened right, right away. And when we were talking about it, I just remember thinking, well, pick your poison. Every single film is a trope. You know, right. we've got the family drama, dramedy, you know, right. uh, holiday hilarity that we're going to get. And that's going to be like every other family drama, comedy holiday hilarity thing that we've ever seen right this is you know and plus that comes out every year and and it does and it's right around it's a little bit early it seems like it's right after october you know right near thanksgiving that you start pulling for those things but that doesn't make it a that doesn't make it a bad draw and then there's the you know walk among the tombstones which i thought was just more liam Neeson doing taken 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 three or someone's going to get their ass kicked right and it's going to be liam Neeson doing it all by himself right and then and then we're gonna that's cool then we're gonna have the equalizer and and that's just right and that's the same thing you know and then there's the maze runner which is another young adult dystopia. I mean, so I was like, look, I'm going to see all these. We might as well pick the two that look the best for the show. And when we decided to do this one, I didn't even see this one. And I, when you told me, I got really excited because I'd wanted to see it for a while. I thought the trailer looked good and I like all the cast. Right. I had a blast with it. 
I think I think there were times where it felt just a little disjointed, maybe a little like it was forcing things in situations just a little too hard, and it and it came off a little right. contrived. But for the most part, watching everybody contribute, you know, and and it wasn't like oh, you really wanted a Tina Fey movie, and she's only in it for ten minutes. I mean, everybody's pretty and much in there for the long haul with each and, other, and everybody's doing exactly what they're, they're supposed what to do. They right? Have to do. It's not like uh, you know, a lot of different versions of this film have. Uh, five minutes or so where Tina Fey gets some special stuff written for right, her where she can be really monologue. funny. Yeah, right? yeah. Where she right. can just throw out some other like funny, right. write something in for her. And this movie doesn't have that, which, you know, probably <laughs> the, the result right. of the screenwriter being right. the guy who wrote the, the, yeah. the novel. You know, the problem I had, with, I wanted to rate this higher. I actually, you know what? I think probably, I mean, not just because it's what you're at, I, I, eight and a half is probably too high. Right before we said that, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty solid more than seven, but probably just only eight. Right. I mean, it, it was it was really enjoyable. And though we didn't laugh out loud at all. Right. Well, I mean, I snickered because there were a couple of just ridiculous things, but I thought it was very funny, very sharp. Well, well written, but see, I just, I saw it all coming. You know, the, the funny thing. Haha, is uh, what I what I was just gonna say is that um, it is funny. Yeah. But also, it's not funny. Right. At, like at all. Right. It's not. It's a comedy. Right. It's almost like kind of British comedy. Yeah. Where it's you know it's funny, but not because you laugh. Right. But because after it's it happens, amusing. you're like, ah, that was, that kind, was of kind of funny. funny. Right. I mean, it's it's just a different kind of humor. And I thought that was great yeah. that the movie just stuck to what it is and didn't try to work in something to try and make me laugh. Right. Right. Because uh, that's what you have to do yeah. or whatever. The problem that I had, and I had a lot of fun with this too. The problem that I had with this was there was a lot of this movie where, and you know, I haven't read the book, but yeah, um, it seems like there's a lot of parts in this movie where What's really good about the book is a lot of Jason Bateman like thinking, right? And it doesn't show up in the movie yeah. because it can't, right? And you do the best you can, right. and I mean, I guess theoretically we could have him talk to somebody and say those things or whatever. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, him, and I'm thinking probably actually uh, Tina Fey too. Yeah. Where they're just sort of you know she's thinking about. Um, Timothy Oliphant, yeah, <laughs> whatever. He, right. You know, there's the guy who lives ne- next door, who uh, Tina Fey was dating him, obviously at one point, and there was like a car accident, and yeah. he ended up with brain damage, and now like he can't remember stuff, and he's right. a mess, and she's moved on to her, right. her other and life, regretted it, and, yeah, and comes back, and yeah. she's got this uh, husband who's an asshole, and she but yeah. she's got a kid. And, you know, all that. And, you know, there's the sitting out on the roof and everything uh-huh. where I feel like there's a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, made the book work really well yeah. that we didn't actually get. But yeah. you like you get the hints where, you know, it's out there somewhere. So if you read the book, it's probably great. It's probably feeling that you just have it. Right. Yep. Um, but then when we get to the end, it's kind of like you don't quite get the payoff. Yeah. Because when you get either to the end where, you know, mom's secret is revealed or whatever, right. or you get to the end where Tina Fey is kind of not deciding what to do with their life, or when Jason Bateman, you know, finally drives to Maine, which was cool. Which was cool. Yeah. Um, they, you don't get quite yeah. the payoff that you should from any of those things because you haven't had the same kind of buildup right. that I think you must get in the book. I yeah. don't know that you do, but... But it just feels like that kind of thing where, you know, you're at home in this situation and people are just, you know, uh, Jason Bateman's in his room with a right. bed that won't yeah. open, yeah. laying there thinking about right. stuff. Or, or you know, he's messing with the electricity that makes him think about his dad, which right. he refuses to do, yeah. even though his dad just died. And I actually thought that was the worst scene in the film. 
when he gets when he gets electrocuted. Yeah, that was terrible. I actually thought maybe maybe in the book it works. I know what they're trying to do in the story. I know what they want to facilitate it, it, his character to do. It felt so forced. It's a different thing in the book, yeah. you know, because you can get there you can in a totally different yeah. way and everything. Yeah. But it was it was kind of like I don't know. Get this in. Yeah, we have to make this happen. So film and, it. And, and you know, so there's a lot of stuff in the movie that just kind of worked in that same way. Like even the whole Timothy Oliphant character and, and that whole angle with uh, Tina Fey, I thought this is all really just kind of like you have to bring this. You've got to breeze it yeah. with you, you know? I bet it's really great in the book. Right. Because it seemed like a really interesting right. and, set of And yet and it's still really good. Yeah. It's, it's just that, yeah, it's not bad. It's you know, just, it's it like feels eight versus like right. nine, nine, nine and a half or yeah. something, right? And if you had that, if you could actually get all of that real, I guess, entry into the emotion that these yeah. people are supposed to be having, except and and then it, and then you at know, the end, then yeah. at the end, all those things would be big, right? You know, right. And what really kind of sealed it for me is it, it, when he turns off and goes to Maine, because yeah. when it happens in the movie, you're just kind of like, nah, all right. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we were talking about going to Maine and everything, yeah. and. At the end of the book, right. or the other movie where you where you really do it, that should really hit you. Right. You know, that should be like a big deal. Right. And it's just kind of like, well, he said it before, so obviously he's going to do it yeah. now. You know. And his character is built up to be the guy that doesn't want any complications. He stays the course. He right. does the average expected thing, and that is both a metaphor. He's on the highway, even though he just boosted a car, but he's on the right. highway. And he's got a choice, you know, and we know as soon as he as soon as it comes up, I'm like, that's no choice. I know. Right. right. You know, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, there were times where it made me feel like I was watching films like Beautiful Girls or Garden State, which is kind of weird. But right. it, it had like this aesthetic and this maybe pacing to it that felt very similar. I thought. I thought in a lot of ways that it was going to be better received, not that I care because I'm going to feel about how it, right. you know, the way I want, but it seems like it's almost in the sweet spot, but I see now it maybe is in a spot that isn't quite as convenient where you want to go see something a little raunchy. You don't really want to have the hangover. You want something you can sit with your grandmother and watch some, something. And this is it. Like this is just raunchy enough to be funny and filthy, but not obscene right. or embarrassing. But it's somehow still it's very Jane comedic. Fonda, so it's okay. Right. Too. And then again, it's got like validators in it. <laughs> right. You know, and and when we were watching at one point, I actually thought this would have made a really good T V series. Even though I know Jason Bateman probably doesn't want to be the you know, the star in another T V series about a dysfunctional family where everyone's right, right. goofy and he's the lone wolf of re you know, he right. just did that for years with arrested development. But it it was so much fun, it was so easy, it was really just like comfort food. Right. I, I just had so much fun watching it, and I believed every single one of these characters were really a family, right. and that they truly loved each other, and in the next instant could be at each other's throats, throwing right. punches and breaking glasses. Like, right. I believed all of it. Right. And even even the sensational stuff where Jane Fonda has to do a lot of really weird, almost sight gag stuff, I bought it. I right. believed it. I, I was on the hook. Yeah. I thought it was a really fun time. And I don't really get why people are bagging on it. So yeah, much. I don't know. I, I really and, don't. And you know, even stuff uh, I rated a little bit higher than maybe I might have otherwise, uh, just because of the things that it has built into it that should suck. Yeah, and don't. There were a fair right? number that could have just that, gone easy. Yeah. Right. That this, you know, there's another version of this movie that's like Lifetime Movie Network yeah. movie, right. and it's horrible. Yeah. And all the same stuff happens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Except that they, much it. they do it differently, and they have yeah. people who can't sell it. Because even like there's yeah. a part there's a part where uh, Jason Bateman is it is staying is staying down in the basement of the house, right? Yeah. Because, you know, whatever other brothers and sisters and whoever's coming. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't bring his wife, right? Right. And uh so he's on like this uh pull out couch thing yeah. that's that's wedged in a spot in the basement because you can't move anything. No. Because there's not. just stuff right. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That it, it won't even open all the way and he's supposed to sleep in there and everything. And uh, his older brother's wife comes down, yeah. who, like, they've been trying to get pregnant forever. Now, all of a sudden, it comes out, you know, I don't want to spoil things, but it doesn't really matter. But, right. Um, that uh, Jason, Jason Bateman's wife, who he's leaving, 
at the beginning anyway, right. and no one knows is pregnant, and uh, so his brother's wife, who's been trying to get pregnant forever, comes downstairs and like starts like making a move on, her. right? Like she's she, right. she's lost it now, yeah, and she's just like impregnate me, right? And I was watching that going, this should be like the dumbest thing I've ever watched, right? This should be horrible, horrible, yep. uh scene of just garbage, yeah. Like I don't know what else to do, script writing, yeah. Where you throw it out, and yet it totally worked. Yeah. And I like believed it happened, and it's like you can watch it and go, "I believe this happens," and yet at the same time, I no one would that would never happen. Right. And yet, you know, you watch it, and you buy it, yeah. because they're just selling. They it. sell it great. I mean, it, and and there's several scenes like that yeah. that are uh, same same kind of stuff where these little moments that are gonna screw with everything where you know that sets you up for they get to have the big brawl right. in the front yard right yeah where it's like you know uh you come back home and now all of a sudden you know we're all 15 again in right. the front yard beating each other up because right. you stole my comic yeah. or you know whatever yeah, whatever right? you did and and i totally bought all of it and yeah. it was it was really fun it's very like low key though yeah you know it's like even it's when real passive even when you're sitting there, and I liked that because, yeah. you know, movies do not often dare to do that, yeah. you know? And it was kind of, even when you're sitting there going, you know, this is really good, you're still just kind of going, this is really good. You know, you're right. not going, woohoo, this right. is awesome, or, you know, whatever. It's like everything happens very, like, low-key. And I'll tell you, too, I liked this movie um, even more. I liked it more than I thought I was going to, even though you know I had fair expectations for it. Yeah. But like you said, it's it's the same old ride we've there been was, on. I didn't see a so, new thing. Right. So right. I didn't think, you know, that it was going to blow me away or anything. But I also liked this movie better than I thought I was going to like it after like the first half. Yeah. Me too. And I liked the first half. Right. It was okay, but. Uh, going through the first half of the movie, I kind of was just going, well, okay, yeah. Right. You know, of this, course, this, this, this person is all right. This you. is what's yeah. happening. Yeah. And then it actually kind of like pulled me in more and more as we got to right. more stuff more happening and getting deeper into the. Yeah, the more, we, the more we got to see characters be who they were, it was really engaging. There, you know, there were a couple little things I wish they had done different, but they're so tropish. You know, like, of course. Jason Bateman's wife is screwing his boss, who happens to be a shock jock. Right. You know, and I like Dax Shepard, but I often see him do the exact same thing in every movie that right. he's in. And he he felt a little out of place, even though he's yeah. there for certain scenes to happen. Um, there was also um, the girl who the girl who had remained there that was like his love interest when he was home. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and she seemed very. Just stereotypical. Like I'm she, just gonna have her was, spin. She she was a big ice skating fan. Right. All we're gonna do is have her spin in circles because we need a scene later with them laying on the ice because that's like eternal sunshine of the sport. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. She was the most interesting person. Because, they didn't do a thing with. We've we've rented this ice rink. Right. And we got to <laughs> We're gonna use it. And we're Damn gonna it. get something. No, out I thought she was really interesting for motivations, but she's not the family, so I get that she's right. not really gonna take any spotlight. But she was really underused. But even still, I loved all the scenes with everybody doing things because no matter what actor it was, they were really honest. Right. Like there's that moment where Connie Britton says, look, I think you're, you know, you're going to have your brother's, uh, what are the odds he's cheated on me when I've been home? Right. And he looks at her and he's just like, really good. Right. And it's not, a, it's not even meant to be a comedic line. It's meant to be a sincere line. Like, I'm really sorry. This is who he is. Right. And it works. And there, those moments later where Tina Fey, um, who I felt in a lot of ways kind of stole this movie almost from everybody except Jason Bateman. That guy's got great, right. great gravity on the screen. But just all of her subtle things when she was just telling the truth about, you know, Timothy Oliphant, her guilt and her regrets. Yeah. And when she goes to him and says, do you hate me? And he's just like, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. No, never. Right. You know, that's a really touching moment. Right. But but like you said, I didn't see a, a new thing at all. I just found comfort in a lot they of just, familiar things. They just right, and they, they really it, it did was, it. It was so. just really familiar things, really. really well. Yeah. And, and uh, since you're men mentioning uh, some of the other people, um, character you're talking about, uh, I agree. She was a little bit too I'm blanking on her name. She was, a she was a little too generic next door. Yeah. And like the girl who stayed and, behind and is she, wicked she's, hot. She's Rose, still, Rose Byrne, she still right. was okay. 
Yeah. Uh, there wasn't anything wrong with her. She was no, fine. No, she was fine. Um, but it would have been interesting if maybe she was like, you know, instead of the girl next door from the small town, if maybe she was like the girl next door from the small town from the Gilmore Girls. And right. She had like a, another a, a angle thing. to yeah, her or right. something, you know, right. just mix it up a little. And uh, Adam Driver, I think, was not awesome in this movie. Right. He was okay, right? And it was kind of weird because he's getting kind of outplayed right. uh, all the time you watch him because everyone's better than him. Yeah. And, and he's passable, and he does a fine job, and uh, it's, it's not like he brings anything down, really. Right. But you're watching the whole movie where, uh, where everyone around him is better than him. Oh, yeah. And then you get that one scene at, towards the end where yeah. they, like, touch heads. Yeah. And you like go, well, wow. where the hell was he? The I whole could have time? lived with that all, yeah, because that was awesome. <laughs> the, and and he he worked that scene really well, and still yeah. stayed that character, and yeah. was exactly how that character would do would it, have and, done it, and did that really good. And that scene happened, and I was like, whoa, yeah, what, yeah, what is that? He, you know, that was really cool. Yeah, and that scene's cool anyway. It but is. Uh, yeah. but anyway, so we loved it. Go I think it. I think you should go see that right <laughs> yeah. away. I think it was really fun. I definitely, especially with what's out there. I mean, if you have any interest in seeing this, yeah, you're not. You're not passing up. You're not unless you want to yeah. watch. If to it's go the Maze either, Runner right? or this, you're right. you're with somebody who's making your choices for you. All right, <laughs> yeah. that's how I feel. All right, uh, the Maze Runner. So we yeah. don't have a lot of time left. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm going to make you go first on this one. That's fine. I, you know, we saw this last night. This is the most instant reaction of stuff. And and when we did, well, I'll review it after four. Below average. And when we did four. And when we did, well, never mind four. Okay, so now I have to say uh, I'm going to be a little higher than that. Yeah, um, I have to say before I even say the number, I have to say. Oh if, God! If yeah, I ran to the movie, number. I could have kept going. If this movie did not uh, take like the last twenty minutes, yeah. to just fly wildly off the rails, yeah, I would have been way higher. Yeah, because. For a while, I was actually just going. I don't know what's wrong with this. this well, is, I this see. My fun, my feeling right? is, I was on. I was on board with it for maybe the first hour. Right. I I really had a lot of fun right. with it. I'm I'm gonna give it uh, five and a half because yeah, okay. uh, it was it was at least fun enough while it was fun. Yeah. Um, that I I really kind of enjoyed it at least that much. Right. And then, man, but when it goes bad, when it goes bad, it, it, it really flew it off. goes really bad. The ending actually got to the point where, if the ending would have been a little bit worse, yeah, you know, I'd have, I'd have gave it like a one, yeah, and it would have just, it would, it, was, it would have been enough to ruin everything that even, came before. But even though I saw the predictability of the ending coming, and I mean, you can't really not. I didn't see it. because really? it was it was so stupid that how would you predict that? No, I mean, I kind of felt I, like I, I kind of felt like for the last forty five minutes it had degraded into that kind. I of was stupidity. predicting uh, something better was coming. <laughs> well, I was hoping <laughs> you know at least something that made sense when it when it first starts. And, and you know, I haven't read the book. You haven't read the book. We're basically watching a bunch of films that are tropes that we haven't read the books for this week. But right. when I had I hadn't uh, I hadn't read the book when the film starts and it starts doing its stuff. It, it does a good enough job at introducing a lot of people very suddenly, and the benefits of, of what I'm you know giving it credit for were there were a lot of characters who you just kind of like in an Agatha Christie moment, you're like, okay, that's the rough kid, this right, is the shy right, kid. Right. Like you really do it, but the actors that, that were all present seemed to be memorable and good enough in their role so that it stuck. Like I didn't have to be reminded who these kids were. One glance right. and I knew who they right. were, and, and there's a lot of kids very suddenly. And a lot of them were good. They're very good. Except the one. Yeah. So the one, the one uh, jerk guy. Yeah. He. Uh, uh, as soon as I saw, as soon as you see Gally, him. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you see him, he doesn't even say anything. He doesn't. You go. To. You go. That's the. That's asshole. the asshole of the group. <laughs> right. Well, it, it it actually reminded me of a bunch of different stuff where it it had kind of a lost feeling to it. You yeah. know, where they're for the first hour they're all like, we don't know why we're here. We have no memories. You'll eventually remember your name and maybe where you're from. But this is what we have to do and work with. And in most of the in most of the dystopian stuff that we've seen lately, there's a lot of world building. Right. In this one, what I thought was really interesting is we've got a field. There's no world like building. there's no world. Right. There's a glade. They call it the glade, but it's really just maybe three or four football fields, and that's it. Right. Like, and it doesn't pretend to be 
beyond the world, beyond these things, except for this big labyrinth, this big maze. They're, and, right, they're in the middle of a giant maze. And as they slowly reveal things, as Thomas, the main character, slowly begins realizing things and remembering things and discovering things as we discover with everybody else, it's got real fun potential for like, man, this is really kind of weird and exciting and mysterious in all the right ways. And And then it kind of, after that first act, the closer it gets to trying to facilitate like some answers or at least get you through because it's clearly going to be a trilogy of films, the closer it gets to the end of the movie, the less engaging, the less interesting, yeah. and the less fun yeah. it all feels. And I don't mean like little ticks here. I mean exponentially. Like after the first hour, I started losing interest. And at about 10 minutes later, I was really losing interest. 15 minutes later, I was... I was bored. Right. You know, 20 minutes later, I'm like, God, this thing. And like what we said when we left, it just, man, it's a long movie. It's not a long movie, but it just feels so long. And this was another one, though. I said it before. If this had been like a new weekly series on ABC Family, this thing would maybe be one of the best shows. Right. You know, that that would have the most popular. This would be a great thing because there's a slow reveal I guess the worst thing I'll say about it is this. By the by, the time the first hour was over and I was having fun and being interested in it, the second hour, especially the last 30 minutes, felt like I was watching a recap of a previous season for a show that's just starting up again. Right, right. I, exactly. There were no motivations I could believe in. There was sudden action when there didn't need to be. Just all these things were there, and they're like, hey, guess what? We're going to do this now to freak you out. And I'm right. like, this, there's nothing behind anything. It's right. just hitting the bulletin board of... Of uh, I was joking instead of calling it the Maze Runner, I wanted to call it like the the blank filler, because it feels just like a Mad Lib. It is, you know, yeah. on your blank dystopian planet, okay. your character blank, you know, and it's just totally filling the blanks. And well, it felt like that. And, and by you, the, end. the thing that's kind of crazy about this movie, actually, because I I had a lot of fun with it. For, you like the first hour or so, as right? long as it will yeah, let you, really, right? Right? Yeah. And uh, even to the point where. Um, they, you know, after they they kill the griever, right, and they go back and they get the beeping the, thing. Yeah, I was like still going. Well, I okay. don't know. That's cool. Now yeah. we now we have to figure out what that does. Right, and they like you know they go on their little trip. And they go, oh shit, that's what that does. <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, that was a little overdone, but that's right. when that's when really we just started like running downhill. Yeah, like as fast as we could, we were just going into the crazy. Right. Yeah. And and this is a movie where you know if it was like a show you could see it working out a lot more like lost. Yeah. You know, you could, you could, you could take little individual parts and do an hour's worth of that. Yeah. And, you know, you just can kind of have little hints really slowly over a whole season, whatever. But this is a movie where the way that this movie came out, uh, comes together when you're watching it. Right. It's like, it either has to pick that it's not going to have any answers, right? Or it's got to completely redo what answers it has, right? Because the answers are totally stupid. Yeah. Because the more you know about what's going on, because the movie builds this awesome thing just by the scope of the maze. Yeah. It it's without even trying. It's like building this awesome like you're you're going insane thinking about it what could you possibly who could have possibly built this gigantic thing yeah just for the purpose of having these kids inside it right and it must be like some Huge, massive, massive awesome yeah. you know meaningful thing yeah and no it's no. a thing that makes no sense right. whatsoever and then you know at the end we like see it from the outside they go right. somewhere else whatever blah 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 happens um and you know it's sort of like aha it was all a whatever it was right? Right, right but it's it's like this whole goofy thing about studying their brains and we have to study your brain in a way that you you know if you have any memories it corrupts it but we have to like leave you out in this th- it's all just total yeah. Yeah. nonsense that is like just a bizarre kind of meaningless, which, uh, you know, we have to also create this thing so that there's like some kind of like adventure and, right. and things to be afraid of and, and blah, 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 all of which could have been done for less than the, you know, 
The, I mean, just that thing that they're in and the whole maze with how giant it is and right. all of the – it moves around and it's built so that with these giant doors that, you know, the things are like 10 stories tall at least or whatever. Yeah. You know, it costs more money than there is on Earth to build right, that right. thing. yeah. And yet somehow we're supposed to believe that, and they just, you know, we got time. Let's just run whatever, this experiment. Right. Yeah. And, and the whole experiment that they're supposedly doing about this, you know, theoretically solving this virus thing or whatever, yeah. which, you know, then that turn, maybe that means nothing uh, either. Maybe knows? that's just all a, all a trick too. But, you know, they've been there for three years. Right. And like, really? <laughs> Whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. If you go to all this expense to do it and it still takes you three years, it better be that, you know, we're learning how to turn people into right. gods. Right. Or, right. or right. something. Yeah. Because there's nothing worth that expense. But it's just so crazy that it builds this awesome, you know, whatever. Like. Right. It's it's like lost. Like if they had just done what they were doing for the first hour, yeah, and just kept doing it and never had an answer, right? It would have been like a million times better. You'd yeah. be going, well, I would have, but, but I would have felt like either reading the book or seeing the next installment. And right. at this point, I I don't need either. No, who cares about anything? Like if, even mean, if the new Maze Runner sequel was coming out in three weeks. Uh, I would be like, I right. hope something better is open, and right. I don't need to sit through that again. Right. What what you know for sure now at the end of this, yeah, is that going forward is that uh, whatever else you're going to find out, there's no reason to believe that it will make any sense right. or it will right. have any logic to it. Well, it, it almost or feels or like anything, you're right? – it almost felt like the story, whether the book is like this or not, but the movie certainly felt like it expected you to have the same memory problems that the kids had. Right. That you, if, you need, if you see something new and shiny and confusing in 20 minutes, you won't remember you were bored 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, right. man, Really? And 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 yet at the same time, somehow it it does all the early stuff it does. really well, and that's why I'm giving it four instead of really hammering it because it's just below average. That first hour, I mean, it's an hour and fifty three minutes. I'm with you. When we walked out, you're like, that felt like two and a half hours. Right. I mean, it's re- and there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of frenetic moving, but there's no involvement. I didn't have any investment in any of it. Yet that first hour and the cast, which I still think did really well, and the slow revolve. Uh, 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 reveal rather of things. I, I was really hooked. I was right. having a lot of fun, and I was kind and, of and, disappointed and all, at how much I kids, didn't. All those kids were really good. Yeah, and none of them are like really, really famous kids. Yeah, either. there's there's the one kid who like has been on Game of Thrones, yeah. and he was. Uh, I mean, he's Ferb actually. He's uh, yeah on Phineas and Ferb. Right. Um, but he was on Game of Thrones, and I can't remember what else. He was in something else that was. Uh, uh, yeah. pretty big when he was a little younger. When he was younger than that. And he could have actually uh, been around a little more. Yeah. He he could have been on screen a little more because right. he he was really good. Yeah. But all the kids were really good, and it's not like we've just loaded this thing up yeah. with famous child actors no. or anything that uh, that you know are going to be awesome. There's yeah. just a lot, of, a lot of them who are really good, especially, I'll tell you, the weirdest moment for me in the movie was that um, it was the movie was already kind of going wrong. Right. And there's that uh, Albie kid. Yeah. And I don't know who the actor is or whatever, but yeah. he's like the leader. Yeah. And uh, and so they're in, they're in this glade. And like once a month, this stupid thing comes up with a new kid who has no memories and right. some extra supplies. And Albie is like their leader. And he, according to the story anyway, was the first one. Right. So he was I like just, that part. He was just there. Yeah. By himself. Right. For, for, a, month. for a month. Yeah. And, That's a great reveal, too, and, yeah, when and, Newt's telling that story. Yeah. And what I think is really cool is there's this one scene where they, they give him the wonder drug, and like he gets his memory back. Yeah. And then he he wakes back up, and he won't talk, and then he's like, I remember, and blah, blah, blah. And they do nothing with it. Right. And I think it, that's awesome. Yeah. And that kid did a great job yeah, like, really trying did. to play that. And he's like, I remember, and why are you here? You were always their favorite. And yeah. yet, we don't just start spelling everything out right we just like leave it and you know like i said if this would have if this is the utterly ridiculous nonsensical reveal of the truth right then just don't have don't have it yeah don't have any truth just have just have the maze go on forever it was disappointing you know and we get to the part where they go we've we've run the whole maze yeah you know just don't do that just the maze is we can't figure it out you know or at some point they've 
you know, they find another glade. Right. But, you know, just don't have answers. Right. right? Anyway. Right. Uh, So, you know, still it was, it was kind of, it was entertaining. Yeah. I I liked most of it, but man, at the end it it really kind of crashes. But so one to go see for sure. Another one to probably avoid. Yeah. Uh, Maybe watch it when it's on HBO or something. Um, and now I forget what's next week. Next week's next, the Equalizer. Right, the Equalizer. Likely. I, I was going to say, something big's next yeah. week. So it's like we skipped Tombstones, but we'll see it again next okay. week anyway. Because yeah. Because it's, it's the same old man killing right. people movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it for us uh, today. And, you know, tune into the TV shows and uh, yeah. send us a send us a message and let us know what you think about the new series yeah. or upcoming movies or whatever. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.